Once again, another week is almost in the books. You are back with Sentinel Sideline 365. My name is KB and always on my, I can't forget, mine typically on the uh, other side. Well, on my left end is Bruce, the better, aka the old man. AKA about the, the better looking guy. Yeah, the better AKA looking the guy. oldest living <laughs> alumni fan uh, and alumni of, uh, currently on in the state of Florida and veteran and veteran. Yes. Veteran owned podcast. Um, so once again, we are, it's Thursday, uh, November the 3rd. We got through October super quickly, not a very uh, successful month for the Seminoles program, uh, but we made it through with uh, a single win. So that is good. It wasn't a totally awful month for Florida state football, but not a very successful month altogether. Like I said, uh, but something that if you follow this program uh, all the way through, you would have uh, got we, you would have known what you known to what to expect. As we said, we went one and four in the month of October, football wise, or one and three football wise, and we hope to go through November four and zero. That is the goal. If you go through the the month of November four and zero, you're going to be sitting pretty pretty. You're going to be sitting on eight wins uh, potentially with a ninth win in the bowl game. So. Yeah, that's where we are tonight. We'll be talking about the in-state rivalry matchup against Miami in uh, in Miami at the uh, big Hard Rock Stadium, which will be maybe rocking. I don't know. You never know. It's sold it's out. Not. Well, it's okay, there you out. go. So you never know. But, uh, yeah, I would think this matchup it would be sold out. It would be one of the few sellouts they get a year. But, yeah, it will be rocking down there in South Florida, primetime, 730 on ABC. So look forward to that. So we'll be talking about that tonight in that preview and what to look out for. Um, and then uh, we have some other Florida State news that's been floating around there that we'll talk about here at the beginning of the program. And we'll give, of course, our updated picks uh, for this weekend for the matchup. So, uh, But uh, before we get into that, we'll give people a couple of minutes to the, fill, fill the space. How is uh, everything going on your end? How, how's your week been? Uh, well, the weekend last Saturday, you know, during the Georgia, Georgia Tech game, didn't start well. My softball team, we got trounced 17-2. to <laughs> we're Isn't on a, there a mercy rule. Isn't there a mercy? There rule? is, there is, you know, and I think we did get mercied <laughs> 17 to two. We're on a three game losing streak, but this Saturday, you know, before the big game in Miami, we play the last place team and we have one of our better players coming back. He's been out two, two weeks, not on injury, but on vacation. <laughs> so, but we have a we brought up some guys in the portal. We brought in three guys from the portal. One guy can hit pretty good, but he doesn't run real well. Why he was playing left field, I'm not sure. But neither to say, uh, the week's been good. Been a good, nice, nice uh, weather week down here. Getting a lot done, and excited about the game coming up, KB. And and I just want to point out one thing. What is the relevance of this weight right here? What is know. the relevance of this oh, weight? Gosh. I, this is the weight. Know that. Oh, no, this goodness. is the weight that is on this program. No, this is <laughs> there should serious. be a lot more of that. Okay. The two this, and a half pound weights that you lift. No, this is a lot more than that. I'm sorry, it's eight pounds, here, <laughs> Mister. Okay, this is a prop. Okay, I'm not here lifting this. Do you think I? Yeah. That's all I lift? You crazy? Listen, this is the weight on the program. I'm not trying to be funny at this point. Well, a little bit funny. Yeah, it seems like it. But the weight, the weight on this program, and you tell me if you disagree. The weight of the is on Norvell. The weight is on the program. The weight is on the Knowles because of the 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 uh, the uh, dumpster fire, which is the Miami Hurricane program. So, you know, I put out a tweet, and some of the reaction was kind of mixed. You know, why are you being negative? It's not negative. It's the reality 
Now we're going down there on the road and even most of the local media and the beat reporters and the Seminole reporters are saying this should not be even close. Yeah. Should, I think the spread was what? Uh, yeah. Nine? Uh, nine. The spread for this weekend uh, as of current. I thought I had it up here. I'll, I'll reconfirm. Okay. Like yeah, you you're fine. But what, I, what, what I'm saying is I don't, first of all, I think it's I think I think it's a it's a problem if we overlook this team. They are disorganized and it is a dumpster fire and have a first year coach. And we're gonna, you know, as we move into this, it's but the weight of the program, if we go down there and lay a freaking egg, if we lay an egg, because I remember and I can't remember the year we were ranked very high. We went down to play Miami, we got beat like 50 to nothing. I don't even remember what year that was. I should look that up. Oh, it was on national TV. It was terrible, terrible. But we cannot go down there and lay an egg. We can go down there and win a close game. We can go in there and win a blowout, but we cannot go down there and lose in any form or fashion or this program has a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So line uh, just confirmed is seven and a half. Uh, you know, Florida State uh, minus seven and a half points. Does that make road. sense what I was just no, saying? No, it, it totally makes sense, I think. Like you said, uh, I'm not predicting a blowout. I don't think, like I said, you know, we Georgia Tech, could we play last week? And we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to talk about them much. Yeah. They're just not a good team. They're not a good team. We they started it. a freshman. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And that's how much. They're just seeing what they have, you know, in their own coach. They just are seeing what they have. So that game does not really tell you who this team is, just like Boston College does not tell you who this team is. So those blowouts, they really don't tell you a whole lot of what you have. And so, and not that I'm saying Miami's a great team, but they do definitely have a lot more talent and a lot more to play for than what Georgia Tech has. And especially at home, you're going to get a lot more fight. You would expect to get a lot more fight in a rivalry game. Than you would. Oh, without a doubt. And so I I, I don't think this is going to be a 49 to seven game. I expected it to be tight going to the fourth quarter. We can dig into that. But yeah, you you have to win this game, though. Like this is a uh, Miami team that had to have four overtimes to beat Virginia last week. Barely scraped by to get a touchdown in overtime and four overtimes to beat Virginia. Um, This is a, a Miami team that has, like you said, struggled every game that they've played in losing the middle of Tennessee state. Like they just could not put it together. Especially this is recently. Super Bowl. Yeah. This I mean, is, this is, yeah, this, this is for is, the state championship. If nothing else, we always said that if you didn't win any other games, you have to beat Miami and you have to beat Florida. And it's, and it's very sincere. Now this is a big matchup for the state. Fans. It's not even for that because what they can sell, what can they can sell to their players too, to keep in mind is that their conference season is not not over yet because they're two and two in the conference. They're second in their division. They they play in the weaker side of the ACC. Keep in mind, you know, Florida State is the stacked side of Clemson, Wake Forest, um, NC State. And Florida State is pretty much out of the ACC title race. But Miami at two and two with four games to go. If they run the table, they have Florida State, Georgia Tech, Pitt, who are garbage. Uh, oh, they're, no, they're going to lose garbage. They're gonna lose but if they Clemson. pull off a miracle, if they were to pull off some miracle, they're not going to all that's Clemson. in front of them right now is North Carolina, who's 4 0. Granted, but North Carolina, you know, did not look good. You know, they, you know, North Carolina is, you know, they, they could afford to drop, they dropped a game last week, right? Um, or they dropped, you know, 7 1 overall. But if they drop a couple of games, might be still in the hunt with four ACC games to go, they could win. If they win three out of the last four, they have a chance, right? So they can sell that to their players. Like beat Florida state, beat Georgia tech, have Pitt at home, pull off a, a Clemson miracle because Clemson no does not look like the regular old Clemson. Let's just, yeah, you know, Clemson's good, but they are not a number top five team. Yeah. But right that's now. at Clemson. It's it's, at but Clemson. once again, it's that is not happen. a divisional game it is an right. ACC game. It's not a divisional right. game. Well, this isn't a divisional game either. Okay. Granted. It's not, but it's not going to count in the head to head. It'll count as overall one counts head to head. But I'm just saying they can pitch that to them. Florida State, they're done. They're they're not playing for an uh, ACC title anymore. Clemson six and zero. It's yeah, it's so not going to happen. Um, and, and and you got a lot of guys, uh, other guys. It was NC State still got four more games to play in the in the title or for the, in the ACC if we don't. So Miami's got a lot more to play for at home, potential ACC title, and 
from our first year coach and recruiting. So I, I, I think it's bad to say, you know, we're going to steamroll Miami, da, da, da. Miami's recruited decently well the last few years. They That's picked up talent. a couple of recruiting wins over the last couple of weeks too. There's momentum on that end to say, I know they haven't played well, but there is still a momentum on their end. Now they haven't looked this bad in recent years when we've played them. I, I give you that especially, but they have had the injury at the quarterback position. Last week, they did not have TBD play. I fully expect him to play this week. We don't I, know how well he'll play, though, but how long I mean, he'll he's not play. known to be the, you know, he, he the scrambler. As long as he can sit in the pocket, which, you know, they have had offensive line issues, um, but as long as he's out there standing in the pocket, he's a capable passer. You're not, you, you know, you weren't worried about his ability to run out. But of our, 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 de- our defense, our defense in this game, you know, first of all, our, our our defense in this game has to continue to play well like they have. They should have a very good night against this Miami offensive line. I'm being objective here now. I'm not trying to be rah-rah Florida State. I'm saying if this defensive line and defense is what we think it is, they really have to show up in this game. Because this is not this is a beatable Miami team. And let me let me go through a few thoughts. The wins Miami has so far on the season, Bethune Cookman, Southern Mississippi, Virginia Tech, they beat by six points, and Virginia, which they won by two points in four overtimes. Yeah. That is not a good resume. They lost to Texas AM. Middle Tennessee State destroyed them under Coach Rick Stocksdale, former Noel, UNC, and Duke, which they just lost to on the 22nd of October. Duke was there on their home field, beat them 45 to 21. Yeah. Okay. So if you look at that alone, now I want to give you a couple other things. In scoring offense, Florida State, now this is important. It's against the, these stats are against. FBS teams only. I've taken out any FCS players. Florida State is number 48, 30 points a game, and Miami is 101st. That's a big difference at 21 points a game. You know, almost the the spread there. That alone, and there's some other ones in here, that – that alone should say this Florida State team, that's the pressure on this team and program to win this game. Yeah. Okay? This, this team is not a good football team they're playing on paper and on the record and on the stats that we see. Okay? The only thing that should scare us is field goal percentage. Miami's 46. We're 125th. If it comes down to a field goal, I don't like that. Penalties, Florida State is number 122. Okay, 122, 73 yards, Miami's 59. That's all about discipline, and we're going to be in a very noisy stadium, a very noisy stadium. Here's the big one, red zone conversions. Miami is – red zone – if Miami gets in red zone, they're converting at 84%. The problem is they haven't been able to reach the red zone, but when they get there, they're scoring at a high rate. They're ranked number 58. Florida State is 118th at 71%. So, you know, when you look at those numbers, and I know one thing, the front the front five, the front five or six players on the Miami defense are good enough to give you a problem if our offensive line is not playing well. I expect them to play well, but if they're not up for this, they could have a problem. And here is the bot. Here is a problem. If Jordan were to go down for any length of time in this game, the whole game changes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, I, I totally agree with you there. And I, I think, I think it's, you know, I don't think we can think about that, but like you said, I think it's something that, you know, obviously if that, if that comes to play, it definitely is a whole different ball game. And I think to, to what something I have reiterated, I think, the last three, four weeks is that it's so important for Florida State to establish the running game. And I think that's something they did well against uh, Georgia Tech. Well, nationally, they're nationally they're ranked. Uh, 
they're uh, I don't have the ranking, but they're I mean they're that, averaging over two hundred yards per game. It's yeah, no, 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 no. Against FBS, I only put it against FBS. Okay, against FBS, one seventy one. Okay, so, which is great. If you get one hundred and fifty yards rushing the football, you should win the game. It, it, it's great. So yeah, and and last week. I think they're, you know, like I said, they, they were able to establish the run game very successfully last week. I mean, you had, I, I think every player, every running back last week averaged over six yards per carry or yards per play when they had the ball in their hands, whether it was Trey or Lauren. I think in my mind, just I, I, like I said, I don't want to focus too much on the Georgia Tech game, but in terms of even just this season, I think Lawrence or Philly looks like a totally different player than he did last season. He looks a lot more decisive in his running he looks stronger in his runs, and I think he he looks like a more impactful player. I wasn't totally sold on him after last season. I thought he was too small for the position. I thought they would have to move him out to receiver uh, slot. Um, but I, I I like the way he carries himself now, and I like the way that he runs. Um, and, and then we the get thing, Trey the, Sean back maybe this yeah, week for some reps. I wouldn't force him though. I like the way that Lawrence and Trey getting Trey eighteen carries last week is what I've been begging for from Mike. You got Trey 18, which I believe is probably a season high for him. 18 carries, 111 yards. I'm sure it is. No yeah. fumbles. Lawrence, yeah. that was the issue with Lawrence last week. Two lost fumbles. You can't do that against good teams. And like that, that's and that, that you know, like I said, Lawrence played well, but he had two lost fumbles. And that's why that game wasn't a, a blowout to earlier on. It's because you could turn the ball over against a bad team. That's the way that teams, if you're teams like Miami, Georgia Tech, that's the way they see it is by forcing bad turnovers. And so that's why – and that Trey, he didn't have a touchdown, but he didn't have any fumbles. And he's averaging six yards per clip, and he's running hard. And he's moving the, the pile forward. And it was great to see him get 18 carries last week. And just he continues to grind on the linebackers, on the defensive line, on the – when he gets that second, third level, he's just grinding on those linebackers and those safeties. And I, I love the way his, his running style. So I, I personally – I don't rush Ward back. You give him three, four, five, maybe so carries – I, I think what you do what worked what best last week, balance out Trey and Lawrence, use Trey Lawrence in the running game, Trey in the pound, you know, pound up the middle game and on, on the outside here and there. And then even Rodney Hill, Rodney Hill, I like what I saw too last week from him. Like I said, you're you're playing him in the third, deep fourth. That guy runs hard too. He he's a big guy. He runs six for 43. And you got Campbell. And you got Campbell. And you got Campbell too. So I don't think you need to rush Ward back. You've got some, you've got some good running back talent. Right. I think you just have to make sure you balance it out and stick with it. I think if they can control that line of scrimmage well, and I think getting some more guys, you got some guys back last week healthier on that offensive line, it's starting to pay off a little bit more now. Well, I thought I think that's one of the points you just brought up is this is probably the healthiest this team has been the whole season now. And so this adds to the pressure of of this game uh, going forward is we have the healthiest team. Basically, we've had, you know, we're we're better on paper than this team. We've been playing solid, solid uh, opponents, even though we lost those some of those games but there's absolutely no reason to go down to Miami and not come back with a win i mean it will be i don't know what the show will be if if we were to lose this game i don't know what the program would be if we were to lose this game i don't know what the coach will have to say again about lack of discipline unfortunate penalties you know the fan base reacting to referees. Uh, I don't know. You run out of excuses after a while. We're in now a phase. We must win a game against a Miami team that has unraveled basically for whatever reason. I don't give a shit what reason they've unraveled. I don't care if it's a coach, the culture. I don't care what it is. We got to quit using excuses if we're going to build this program and move forward. Okay. And, and that's, you have to go in and destroy a team like this. I'll take a narrow win, but you have to go in and destroy a team like this. I I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. Destroy. Um, I I think, you know, dominate, but I, I, well, I guess we're using objectives here. If we won by a point, what would we be saying? You won. 
I, I think you go on the road and you win, you win. I, I, I don't think it has to be by 25 points. I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think Florida State's at the dominating level yet. I just don't think the talent's there. I, and I, I, don't I, I think that. in these rivalry games, I don't think it matters. I, I think when you play a rival, it doesn't matter if Florida State was 1-5 or 9-0 at this point. These games are always tight. It re- Like, you know, the Clemson game, that game, you know, got a little bit out of control, but those games get tighter. And I'm, I'm not saying Florida State and Clemson are, are that tight. You know, they're rivals, but they're not that close rivals. But these Miami games, they always seem to get tight, no matter what the records are. And, I, and there's just something different. These kids know each other. they played each other since middle school. And, and sometimes the emotions get in the way of the game plan and of the talent level, and, and it spikes things. And I think that's, that's why I say, like, it doesn't matter if you win by one point or 100 points. The win is the win, and that's what you can sell. Well, to I, I, I agree. I agree that because the recruits not going to remember the score of the game. No, no, remember, no. Did you win? Who won? Did you win the yeah, game? I agree with that. Now, one of the things he, here's how we lose. I put out a tweet. How will Florida State lose this game? If they were to lose this game, one will be lack of discipline and stupid penalties that call back, especially on offense, that calls back explosive plays. Yeah, that will be a killer. Turnovers. If we turn the ball over a couple of times and lose, you know, turn the ball over in in a bad position where they can go in and get a score, they don't have to grind it out. We must make them grind it out. That's the their been their problem. You will you must eliminate their explosive plays by our defense and make them grind it out from their 20 yard line each and every time. And if we can do that, I don't think they can do that. They have a problem on third down conversions. They're only at 38% on third down conversions. So we need to hold them to that or less. All right. That's important because we know if they reach the red zone, they've been scoring. You know, they've got a pretty good field goal kicker. They'll kick some field goals if nothing else. You don't want the game to come down to that. But we must, we can't allow explosive plays and stupid penalties. And we can't get caught up in the emotion where a guy punches a guy and we lose a guy or, you know, we, we're, we can't afford that type of thing. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I, I agree with you that. And I, I think that's one thing I've seen get better as, you know, we had some, a, a couple of those emotional mistakes earlier in the season, but I think last few games, even last week when the game was a little bit out of hand, I think players were catching them doing their job catch the ball, get the touchdown, do your job, get back to the sideline, make the tackle, get back to the line. I, you know, kind of doing your job, not overdoing it. Let, let's, let's get back to the basics. And like, like you said, with these rivalry games, I think there's going to be a little bit of jawing, but I, I, I think they're a back lot of jawing refocus, but I think we'll jawing. be back and refocus. And I, and I've seen more discipline than I did maybe early in the season or, or, or earlier during that losing streak than I have recently. And so I'm, I, I feel confident that we won't get stuck in that back and forth. And I think I think it may be baited out of us to try to get us into that type of, you know, pushing back and forth, stuff like that, that we that we did see against, you know, Clemson and, and, and NC State. But I, I'm hoping that doesn't rear its head again because, yeah, we, we, we don't want to get back in these games where it's second and 15, second and 20. Um, even though we are a very, very explosive offense, that's not that's not who we want to be. I also, like I said, I, we want to yeah. control the line of scrimmage and be able to run the ball in first and ten, not first and twenty. We want to make this offense not be predictable because when this offense is predictable, that's when we struggle. When they know we have to pass the ball, that's when we start struggling because it, because it, for some reason, because that's the thing, this team does not give up a lot of sacks, but pressure on the quarterback is one of the worst. In, in the in college football right now we have one of the worst and it was a stat that got brought up in uh, an article by Brendan Sonnen at 24 7 which is that Florida State allows pressure on 37 percent of dropbacks that is 108th nationally and this is why I brought it up on Twitter on this podcast before is that sacks given and sacks taken are a very vanity metric they look good on TV. They look good when you tweet them out and say, oh, you know, Florida State's only giving up five sacks all year, whatever the stat is. You know, we've only given up two per game, whatever. They aligns elite. But when when we can see it on TV that Jordan Travis has a guy in his face on 37% of plays, I see that. And I know he's not getting tackled but he's because he's evading the tackle or he's getting flushed out. And there's a guy in his face every so often. That's why plays 
aren't converting. And we saw that against Clemson. We saw that against NC State. We saw that against Wake. There was every every second play, every one or two plays, you, we saw that pressure. And so they're not tackling him because he's so elusive, but they're forcing him to make a bad play. They're forcing him to have to run the ball out of bounds. So that, that's the thing that we have to be aware of. We can't get in long down in distance. We can't we, – we, we just can't make our plays predictable because if we do that, then they're going to sack us. And with Miami, they ha- they are elite at forcing sacks or enforcing pressure on dropbacks. They, they're at a 41 percentage uh, of pressure on dropbacks. So the thing we're bad at, the, uh, protecting our quarterback on pressure – is what Miami's great at. Their line brings pressure at an elite rate right now. I think Brennan says they're fifth nationally at 41% of bringing pressure to the quarterback. They got a good front, yeah. So they may not they not even not sack you, but they can bring pressure in your face because and they can do it without blitzing, which is the biggest part. Yeah, and that's I, what that's really yeah. what concerns me. The most. And, and and that's going to be something that we have to watch early early in this game. I I think our. Uh, I think our media, the FSU media coverage on this that I've monitored all week is a little bit overlooking this Miami team and the Miami threat. That bothers me a little bit, uh, but I hope none of that got to the team or got to uh, at the player level to, I, I don't think it will. I really don't. However, you know, we had media talking about Will will uh, Tyler Van Dyke not only play? Will he play or he won't play? Is he done with the program? He's is he ready to move on and maybe come to Florida State? That's how overlooking we are in terms of this game. You know, we're we're thinking about Tyler Van Dyke coming to Florida State if Jordan Travis goes pro. That's now I realize some of these programs have to fill a lot of airtime. Okay. They have to fill and talk about everything like this, you know, for hours, you know, a day. I I get that. But, you know, I think there's a little bit of an overlooking here. And I don't I hope that doesn't resonate down to the team itself. But this will be a very loud crowd. So I hope they've practiced, you know, their hand signals because we saw a lot of confusion at times, especially in the red zones against Georgia Tech. And that was a friendly crowd in our home stadium. This will be tougher. And we've got to make sure we don't have to get cute. Some people don't like the word cute, okay? But make sure we don't have to get too fancy down in the red zone five yards out that we should be able to push it down their throats if we're a good football team and get those scores. And, and that's what it should come down to. Good, efficient time of possession and using those possessions. Time of possession, the people go, oh, we had time of possession on them. Well, time of possession means nothing unless you're scoring with that time of possession. You know, having a bunch of yards, as you pointed out, KB, I think last week, having a bunch of yards means nothing. 600 yards means nothing if you only have 14 points on the board and, and you get beat by 15 points. So, it's going to be about scoring is what it is. And we should be able to score on these guys and more so our defense should be able to hold them down. Yeah. B Riley uh, comments in, you know, what O-line has Miami uh, D-line faced already. It says, you know, he, he believes that, you know, the only reason that they appear elite on the pass rush side is that they face nobody. And then he says the back seven can't tackle, which is true. Their, their secondary is pretty mediocre at best. That's um, good. That'll that be Miami good. defense has been untested and is suspect at worst. You know, there's good points there. I don't and disagree with really. him. Their, I don't disagree schedule, with him. Yeah. yeah, their schedule does. And, and schedules do tend to inflate things. Um, to their, that four, their four wins have been – I mean, they've beaten – the teams they beat, Virginia Tech and Virginia, were squeakers, and then they beat Bethune-Cookman and Southern Miss by huge numbers, which if yeah. you factor that into their stats, makes it outrageous. I didn't factor those in, you know, into the uh, – just the uh, – mainly the FBS, but Southern Miss is an FBS. I get that. But, but you know, they, 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 they're a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you've, your, and you've got to go down there and put that fire out and come home with a win. Yeah. And to, and, and to that point, and there can't too, be any excuses. There can't Florida be State, any excuses. 
has faced, you know, before Georgia Tech, we had faced three pretty strong defensive lines in NC State, Clemson, oh, yeah. and, and Wake yeah. Forest. So what we had to face in terms of were probably those inflated numbers in terms of pressure and, and uh, quarterback pressure, you know, are, are, are a lot higher because we had to go, we were banged up and we had to face some pretty uh, elite defensive lines within the conference. So it, it will be interesting to see what comes, you know, what bubbles up. Was it Miami being inflated or is it true talent? And was it Florida State just really meeting that meet of their schedule with injuries and, and, and it kind of coming at the wrong time? So, well, it, it'll come into play into is Miami for real on that line or are they not? And is our line being healthy at the right time? going to expose them for what they are and we'll be able to expose them with a our run game and b uh getting new weapons in the place that that's one of the other things i'm i'm excited to see is that coming to this matchup at home last week or last year i should say i think we've retooled in the right places you know our line i think in my opinion even though the pressure you know the pressure rate has gone higher and you know it's it's bottom uh in the country that's some of that schedule, but in my opinion, our line has has progressed. We brought in some transfers when it's healthy, our, and it shows in our running game. Our run blocking. I think has the young progress. guys have stepped up. Yes. Oh, you're I talking think, off? Yeah, okay. Yeah, offensive line. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think it has helped our run game to be a lot more consistent. Oh, without a doubt. Without so, a I, doubt. and I think that's where we've gotten there from last year. Not only talent and infusion on the offensive line, you guys got like Trey Benson coming in who who made that room a lot better. You see progression in Lawrence Sewell of Philly, who not only as a as a better runner in terms of how he sees holes, the way he catches the ball too this year. I, I think he had 70 yards of just catching the ball last week. Uh, the other thing is I think the receiver talent that Florida State has is night and day from last year. You don't just have, you know, not oh, just relying good. on Pokey Wilson to yeah, have a big day. Andrew Partment, who uh Parchment, who you know, uh, he didn't really f- fulfill his talent level, but he showed up in the Miami game, which he showed up. God love him for that. He he showed up when it counted, and I hope he's doing well uh, to this day because he he saved that game for us, right? Um, but he didn't become what we thought he would become when we got him from Kansas. Um, but you have guys now, and, and and I'm not saying the guys we have now have become what we thought they'd become. But Johnny Wilson has done more than I thought he would have done by this point. He's still a work in progress, but you know he's a guy that could have an 800, 900 yard season. If he keeps playing the way he does, uh, you guys have like Micah Pittman who fills a role, both on kick returns and, and in the slot at times to get you know, crucial first downs. Um, you know, and, and now you have Jakai back who I think he's a good receiver. He's coming along. He is. I think yeah. he's going to be that guy. He's, he start. he gets open. He catches the ball. And he's got unbelievable speed. I, I like what I've seen so far from him coming back on an injury. I think, I think we're going to see a lot of him uh, on Saturday. Jakai is a special dude. He catches that ball, and he 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 he. No one can cover him in the open field. No linebacker yeah. is going to be able to cover him. In the I'd like field. to see our tight ends that get in a few catches too. Yeah, you know, I, when you're spreading the ball around and guys are making catches, it puts a lot of pressure on that defense. Yeah. And as you said, if we continue to push the running game, it sets up that play action. And and when you do that, you have a defense on their heels. And if their defensive secondary is weak. You know, as they come up to start to play the run more, then you can burn them behind. And I, I, you know, if this team, if this Knowles team plays the way it should play, this this could be a very good experience for us. Yeah, I, I think. But I back to my point. I think that is the biggest difference from last year is that I think we've progressed more talent wise than they have. We just have to execute upon it. You have to that, execute. Yeah, we we yeah. have to show that. Um, and, and uh. Uh, B. Riley comments in is that back to the point about they've only scored seven touchdowns against Power Five competition, um, and like you said, and to that point, you know they had it with an easy schedule, and they have similar to us. Uh, B. Riley, they they've had issues in the red zone. You know, no matter who, you know, especially against Power Five competition, is that they've had similar issues in executing the red zone. Like they they are very straightforward. They move the ball down the field, but when it gets to the red zone, I think they're like. No, they're 85th, 80. No, 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 no. In, in red no. zone touchdown rate. In red zone touchdown rate. Well, like touchdown. 55%. I said yeah. red zone conversion okay. well, I'm rate. I'm talking about touchdown rate. I'm okay, touchdown. Okay, rate, they're 84% is... for conversions of field that, goal or touchdown. I'd rather give up field goals than touchdowns. Yeah. So we're talking about touchdown rate. It's it, They're 95th in the country. Um, so that's not great. Um, but neither are we. So, and, and with this Florida State offense, if <sighs> what you notice, 
um, like I have, is that it's the defense is good. It's it's not elite or great. It, no. It's more of a bend not break kind of offense. And, and I think I've said that earlier. And I think a lot of FSU media have said this is that they will give up yards, but they don't tend to give up the you know they don't always give up the big play. They won't give up the big play behind them. They'll keep everything in front of them. And then, you know, they, they try to stop it then within the red zone. And make the know? offense make a mistake. Exactly. Make a mistake, line. force a turnover. And that's what they need to do against Miami. No yeah. explosive plays. Yeah, make them grind out every possession. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and with, you know, and I think that's okay because with a team against like Miami, he struggles to execute and score seven in the red zone. I think that may work, especially if, uh, if TVD doesn't play you're dealing with a backup quarterback, I think that's fine, especially with Miami, especially the last few weeks, how they looked, they're going to be in trouble there. So it'll be interesting how we play and the way that we looked last week with throwing a lot more blitz. Like you said, if, he, if that quarterback comes in injured and he, you know, he's not the biggest mobile quarterback forever, but if, if he's, it comes in even a little bit injured and, and, and he's a little bit hobbled, it'll be interesting how much Fuller throws in the blitz. Deloach, if you that guy's like a missile. It, it, I, I'm actually is, surprised yeah. we don't see him blitzing, send down the blitz a lot more. I know we don't because and that Bethune, guy's track, Bethune's a good, good blitz, but he's not. He's not even close. Not to a speed. Deloach. No, uh, not that Deloach. Deloach, but, but that guy tracks and he, yeah. he, he he's a laser. He, he's like if a Van Dyke. Missile. If Van Dyke starts the game, which he might, which he might, yeah. is he's not going to be that effective. He's been off now. He wasn't that effective. Coming coming into the injury, he was having some problems. So to come off that injury, to come in with an injury, he's still not going to be 100%. There's no way, given the the arm problem that what was injured, you've got to get to him and 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 put some pressure on him. And if they do that, I think they're going to be very successful. It'll make them go to Jake Garcia, who has relatively little or no experience. And, and I think that's the guy we really want to play against. Either one of those guys shouldn't be a big problem for this defense if this defense is where we think it is. Yeah. Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, and, and yeah, and their line is – yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And neither one of those quarterbacks is even close to Jordan Travis. So if we're doing not our thing same. on the offense, the if we're doing anything on offense – It'll be in with our defense. It it should be a game that's winnable for us. Very winnable. Uh, I I totally agree with you there. And and the last point I'll bring up for for this, uh, for my kind of like area to watch is that I, I'm a little bit, well, I kind of reiterate this point. Lastly, is that I think we need to watch the special teams game again. I I, oh, yeah. I think since I think since Fitzgerald has gone back to the three step motion, it, it has made a difference. I, I we talked well, about he's two fifty percent on a season. Yeah, but the last two weeks since he's made gone back to that motion, I think he's a hundred percent. Well, I, well that kick, the kick against uh a get kick against um uh the one before halftime. Yeah, right. Ago, right. And right, then right. Uh, against uh, Clemson. Right. And right. then uh, two against, I think he had two against Georgia Tech. Uh, two or three against, what did he have? Two or three against Georgia Tech? Um, I think he, he, uh, he, he had, uh, yeah, he had, uh, yeah. So I think since he's gone back to the, yeah, two for two against Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech with a long of 34. So it wasn't like he was super tested. But think about four weeks ago, sending out Ryan for a 34-yard field goal with a, had me in a heart attack. So, and, and, from what I remember, those were right down the middle. He was five for five for extra points last week. I mean, I, I know this is going to like, this is sounding like stupid commentary, but the fact that he hit two last week, you know, two for uh, two, for two, all extra, five extra points went through. And then uh, against Clemson, uh, he was able to go, uh, you know, he didn't kick one against Clemson, but he was four for four for extra points. And I believe against NC State, uh, you know, he, you know, but I, since he's made this move, with his stance, which we both say, why would you make a, a change to your stance before the season? That's I, what I don't got know you why. the scholarship. That's yeah, what got why you the scholarship. Why would but, you change? What but you over did? the last three weeks, and he hit a 47-yarder against NC State. That was the one before halftime. 
Right. So in the last three weeks, he's three for three with a long of 47 and has not right. missed an extra point. I, I'm feeling a lot better the last three weeks of the season than I did the previous three. But you weeks. don't feel that good that if the game comes down to a 42 yard field goal, you don't want it to come down to that. No, but I feel like Mike does not have to tailor his play calling as much around him. I, I'm not sure I agree with you there, KB. I, 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 think, I, I, I think Mike does. I think I, Mike knows. I feel comfortable with him maybe shooting anything from 35 yards in. From 35 yards in, I think he feels good. Anything outside 35 yards, you're going to see him go for fourth down if it's reasonable, fourth and two, fourth and three. We are not real good on converting those fourth down plays. I would like to hear from anyone watching. If we have a kick, I'm going to say 45 yards. If we have a kick 45 yards to kick it from, I don't care what quarter it is. Quarter is one through four. Are you sending out Fitzgerald? Knowing that in the last three weeks he hasn't missed a kick as long as it's a 45, are you sending him out there? That's or going to be very interesting. There? I don't think he will. Let, let, us I'm going, let us know in the chat. Yeah, let us know in the chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's not. He's not gonna do it. Uh, 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 he's not gonna. He, he 35 yards in, I think, is where Norvell is comfortable with special teams is comfortable with him kicking now. Anything outside of that. I think they're going to go for it if it's fourth and two, fourth and three. I think they'll go for it. I'm saying so. Brian says it, it, it does matter. It, it, the situational matters. I'm saying let's say it's the game's. Well, what does that mean in. to put it on tape for the NFL? Just didn't work for him. What does that mean? Oh, for the two step that yeah. that that somebody uh, was saying. Yeah, if you're going yeah. to the NFL, a you got to be you got to be a shorter stride. Briley, we talked about that before. I think you're exactly right. You go with. You go with the kicking style that got you the damn scholarship. You know, it, you know, that's what you go with. Yeah, that's what I, you go with. I don't think the NFL gives a shit one way or the other, as long as you can get it through. All right. So situationally for the field goal kick, let's say there's five minutes to go. Fourth quarter. It's a, it's a three point game. You're down, you're, you're down three points. It's a 40 yard kick. Are you throwing Fitzgerald out there? 40 yard kick. You're down three, five minutes to go. Are you sending Fitzgerald out there? Bruce, what do you say? And then chat. What has he done? He hasn't kicked anything else during the game. He hasn't kicked anything else during the game. (laughs) I'm going to go for first down. I'm going to go for the first down. I'm going to send my, I'm going to leave my offense out there and go for the first down. And let's just say it's outside 35 yards. Let's just say it's a fourth and seven. Fourth I'm still going to go for it. I'm still going to go for it. I'm still going to go for it. I don't have that total confidence that I need based on, on he's kicked seven, three field on goals. Fourth and seven. He's 50% for the season. You can't just go in the last three games. It's 50% for the season. He ha- and, and he hasn't been in this type of pressure situation. I go for the first down. I hope we don't have to find out. See, I agree with Hitnotic. The guys hit – Three in a, the guy in the last three weeks. What is that? That doesn't mean anything. Ha- it doesn't mean ha- don't even anything. Kick Be one of those high school offenses no, that never kicks. They I didn't say that. Go for it. I will. Go for it. I believe, and it. I have, and I believe Coach Norvell has confidence. Thirty-five and in outside. I don't have it. So Jody said. Jody in the chat says no. Don't. She would not kick. Hypnox says throw him out there. Have some faith in him. I agree with that. B. Riley says, kick it. So we have two for kick, one for no. And then well, B. Riley brings it up as long as I have some time <laughs> so, Which we may yeah. not have. Which we may not oh, have. Yeah. I, I didn't have that in there, but it is a good caveat <laughs> to have to say because, you know, they may drive it on you. So it is a good caveat. I think it'll be interesting. Like I said, I, I think it's – I have more uh, faith in him like, than I did three weeks ago just based on what he's been doing. Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. In the remaining four games, our kicker, Fitz, will come into play – at some point, his his function, his kicking function will come into a critical part of one of these next four games. And we're going to find out what the coach thinks and we're going to find out what he can do. And, and it's going to come into play. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So let me let me uh, uh, unless you got another thought. Here's yeah. another factor we got to yeah. put in here. And it's my famous weather report. Okay, my famous. Well, yeah, you always say here we go, but it is a factor. Okay, it is a factor. All right. 
Now, this could also be a factor in a very big game before ours at 3.30, Georgia and Tennessee. Oh, I don't care about that. Wet, wetness. Wet, I'm not talking about humidity. I'm talking about some rain. Here's the Miami weather forecast for fans going to the game. 6 p.m., 6 p.m. game time, 7.30, right? 7.40, yes. kick, yep. something like that. 6 p.m. is going to be 81 degrees, 20% chance of rain. 7 p.m., 80 degrees, 40% chance of rain. That means clouds are moving in during the course of the game. So at 7 p.m., we haven't even kicked off yet. Not, this, this doesn't say any rain, so I don't know. I, maybe you got no, your no, no, no. I'm I going at my yeah. You looking at the right day? You got to look at Saturday. That, it, that's literally look at Saturday. No, look at Saturday. Listen to me. I'm the guru on the weather. Nine p.m. Nine p.m. Eighty degrees. That's not going to change the whole in the evening. Forty percent chance remaining throughout the game. Listen, think- Coach Norvell. Message to Coach Norvell. I hope you did some practice. Throwing the ball, handing the ball off with wet footballs. You know, put the ball in the dunk tank, get it nice and wet, hand it, wipe it off like they do in the game, wipe it off, give it to the quarterback, and let them handle it just a little bit. All right. Weather could be oh, a God. factor. Stop talking about the weather. It's not going to rain. I'm telling okay. you, it's not going to rain. You want to put a bet on that? Yeah. Yeah. State no, put, let's, let's talk about the, the final score of the game. Are you what? What do you let's let's talk about the spread here? Let's. I want to get everyone's chat. Well, let me ask you this first: Do we have a chance to change our original predictions yes, yes. before the season? Okay, we, we can. Okay, here's what I had because this is before the season started. Yes, I had us losing to Miami on the road, minus three points, yes. down three. Correct. That's what I had. Okay, I am now changing that prediction. Okay. I'm going to change that prediction that Florida State wins this ball game and they win the ball game by 10 points. 10 point win for Florida State. A 10 point win for Florida State. 10 point win for Florida State. All right, so it's seven and a half. 10 point win for Florida State. Uh, like I said before, the, these rivalry games, it doesn't matter about record or talents or stuff like that. Florida State's on the road. I sure hope the hell it does in this game. <laughs> I like I, I like I, I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't think V Riley says 38. You're to not 13. gonna say we're gonna lose 38 this game. To KB KB. That's, I hope that I 38 to hurt 13. I hope that just these games never come out. Are you, the way KB, they are you gonna predict on the spread or are you just picking the game? I always predict on the spread. That's that's how we okay. should ah God. I'm gonna pick. No, just I'm gonna pick, pick the game out. Right. Okay, I just can pick Florida State. Do you want? Do you think Florida State? Florida State's gonna win, gonna win by game. four. Let's just say Florida State by by four. Okay, okay. they're gonna what lose they, the spread. I don't I give a win shit. By four. I don't give a shit if they cover the spread or not. I just want them to win the game. I, I, exactly. I don't care how much. Like I said, these rivalries games don't matter how much you win by because I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. The, 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 I don't want to hear the post game presser. I don't want to hear. Oh, uh, well, discipline and turnover. I don't want to hear that. I, I, I think, like I said, I think we we have we have better infusion of talent. We should have a better this team. This team, there's no, there's no excuse not to win this game. The only way we lose there's this game no is if we beat ourselves. If we turn over the ball if like we, we have ourselves. been, we turn over the ball, penalties, stuff like that, we'll lose yeah. this game. But if we if we keep it clean, we stick to the game plan, control the line of scrimmage, control the time of possession – there's no reason why we shouldn't win those games. And I'm not, and I'm not disrespecting the Miami team. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm an objective. Look like the better team. I'm objective. Well, oh, there's no we doubt. Have better offense. Everything have- is in our favor. Everything yeah. is in our favor, except we're playing on the road in a hostile crowd. That's it. That's it. And, but and there's not going to be any excuses after this game. If, if no. we're going to win this game and there's not going to be any excuses but it you, can't be. But if you lose this game, oh boy, it's huge. Oh, this boy. is huge, uh, and the yeah. weight, the pressure is on Florida State. It's all that's a, that's the thing that scares me. Miami has literally nothing, nothing to lose. To lose. They have first year coach. Lose. They've lost to Middle Tennessee State. They have zero to lose in this game. So I think that's the scary part is that they'll throw. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at at Florida State. Trick plays. All this crap. You, you'll see. All we on, have to play you'll see is plays that have not been on tape. 
We have to play good, basic, sound, disciplined football. That's it. The yeah. game of football hasn't changed in hundreds of years. And that's what scares me. Okay? Mike throws out just these play, stupid freaking football plays that make things complicated. And that's the thing that scares Don't me about that. Mike is he gets too damn cute with the play well, you get, No, he has lack of confidence. That's a lack of confidence. Okay, B. Riley, you say we're nuts. It's not going to be close. But look at the first half of the Georgia Tech game. That shouldn't have been close either, but it was. We're statistically better than Georgia Tech, but it was what twenty-one to three or something. I, I have to say, B. Riley, that close. No, no, but B. So Riley Mike, is Mike in this offense makes it game. too damn complicated. If we play straightforward, not as complicated as Jimbo and Fisher. make it short running plays, <laughs> then shouldn't it be close. But you see the crap that happens, fumbling on the goal line multiple times. Don't tell me this is going to be a cakewalk because it's not. We, we make can't. it hard on ourselves. Well, so we don't can't. say it's going to be an easy game. Georgia okay. Tech should have been easy. Yeah, Georgia I know. Tech we should be 40 no. to zero at halftime. It wasn't though. Okay. It was 21. It was a two-score game in the first half. Well, yeah, don't you're, tell me you're right. Easy. I hope B. Riley's not one of these fans overlooking overlooking the situation. But did you know? Georgia, it, it, comparing say. Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech to to Miami, Miami has double the amount of talent five stars that Georgia Tech does. So if we make the same mistakes as we do to Miami, they're going to make us pay for those. On the, uh, like uh, like Georgia Tech wasn't able. Georgia Tech started a true uh, a freshman quarterback against us. Like it, it's not comparable. If we keep making these mistakes, they're gonna keep. It's gonna burn us. That's all I'm saying. We can't continue to make sloppy plays, hundred yards of penalties, and win games. It just doesn't. Football work. is a basic basic game. I hope it's a cakewalk it's a though. Basic Be game. Really, I hope it's a it's cakewalk. Physicality. It's, it's physicality. And 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 if we out physical them, we're gonna win the game. We're gonna execute and win the damn game. It's that simple. You don't need to get cute with this type of team. You don't need to get cute. Riley, I, I I hope, man. I I like I said, I hope it's a cakewalk. I know this team lost some Middle Tennessee State. But this is a but different look who game. We lost you last year. That's what I'm saying. Like we're a state a state rivalry game is like, different. You know, these rivalry games, you don't know. Like I said, these kids get amped up. People, yeah, but I I know, but but I we can't use that as an excuse. I'll give. I I think you know, what does hypnotic say? GT has a solid defense. GT will beat Miami. Oh, that'll be interesting. But but look at last year. You you said Miami lost Milton and State. We lost to Jacksonville State, and we beat Miami last year. So you can make the same argument. Middle Law beat Miami. Miami could be us this year. So you can't use that well, that argument. Just because we lost to Jacksonville State, we we're still able to be, be able to beat Miami, right? So, like, the, those arguments don't work because these games, all the records, all the talents, you know, all those things go out the window, right? It doesn't matter. Everyone you've played before. KB, it looks like there. you have B. Riley sitting there in the, in the studio. No, you're I, not I, just, looking I, at, I don't not like going to these games over confidence, especially rivalry games. When you're playing Miami or Florida, it's basically it your O&O. Your O&O. Yeah, sort of. It, you sort of are. It, it really However, becomes, however, I don't want to hear that as an excuse. I don't want to hear that as an excuse. No, no. This team, this Florida State team, this is a program build we've been talking about. This is a program build that we've been talking about, and 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 we can't we can't lose to a team like this. That this is our best chance in year, in a few years to continue to beat I, this Miami program down. I so we can't I, use the excuse I, it's a state rivalry game, no, even I, though it is. No, so I agree. I, get with you. I agree I get with it. you. I agree with B. Riley. The, you, we have to learn to beat these teams consistently. Like, like you I say, if it. we want to become a good team again. Yeah, you have to walk in and you have to say, walk in. We are the better team. Play football. Play football. That, line up. Can't be excuses. Yes, smash them in the mouth. Smash them in the mouth. I and agree. Play your football. I agree. I so I hope, like you said, I hope we come in focus. We're the better team. We beat them by twenty. Third, you know, twenty points. We leave. It's just we dominate from the first quarter. And it's easy. I just, That's how it should be. Do we I just have on? not seen that so far in this team outside of a garbage Georgia Tech team and a garbage Boston College team. Does this does this does this game yet. come on? Does our game come on after Georgia and Tennessee? I don't know. That's on CBS. It is? Yes. Okay. Good. You know, I hate I I don't want to get this. Well, you gotta go over to ESPN 12 plus and and Paramount, and I got to look for the channels. I hate that. ESPN, if you say you're going to start the game at 730, okay. start the damn game. B. Riley says people too, put too much on the rivalry and throughout okay. the records. They aren't good in rivalry. I, like I said, I hope that's the case. I hope 
we don't get wrapped up in it. I hope players don't get wrapped up in it. Like I said, I hope we win by 20, dominate from the first I quarter. hope he's right. I hope he's I hope but he's come right. Back, come back, our our game, do mean come back to our reaction. Come back to our reaction. Yeah. Come, come back, back to our reaction, reaction. on Saturday. And, and we hope to hope, say you're totally and right. smash my argument back in my face on Saturday. I hope you're right. Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong. And we, we just crush them. I, I hope you're right. Man. But I'm rivalries right. do mean something. There's a lot of enthusiasm at the first. Mike wants payback for the last time we were. I, uh, that's true. Well, yeah. Mike wasn't at the game the last time we played down there. He wasn't okay. down there. Mike, uh, dude. He had COVID. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. So right. what's your prediction? Florida State? Wins? I already said. We're going we're gonna to win, but I think it'll be close. I think okay. it'll be close. All Four right. Points. Good. Good enough. Good enough. We've, we've covered that. We've exhausted that at this point. Now it comes down to, and I gave you the great weather report. Let's yeah, move into great. a, let's move into one other area here that was really got my attention early in the week. I tried to stir up some of the fans there. I encourage fans to write the NCAA about actions they took against one of coach hams and our Noel basketball players. And that's uh, uh, Baba uh, Beba. Baba Miller. And I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. Baba Miller. And I want to read, well, basically what happened is I want to read what Dick Vitale, and if anybody knows college basketball, Dick Vitale is the man. Dickie V, Dickie V. Dickie V said in a tweet to the NCAA, un, NCAA, undo the major mistake in penalizing Baba Miller of FSU Hoops who committed to Coach Ham. Give me a break. His parents reimbursed the paid travel expenses to train in the U.S. from Spain. You know, and he's saying, hey, you know, the NCAA, we appealed that. They said, no, sorry. And now the fans, I encourage the fans to continue to to send in uh, Baba. Okay, thanks, B. Riley. Baba, uh, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Baba. You know, every every FSU fan should send a tweet to the NCAA. Flooded, take down their damn their computers if you have to. Well, Dickie, now, now, now Dickie, we're not saying to uh, no. No, I'm not, not saying, saying. I'm not we saying to hack do, it. Don't I didn't dox say that. The NCAA, please. No, do no, like do you do with Taylor Swift. You know, you send in all the things and it crashes. I'm not saying to hack anybody. I didn't say that. Okay, don't be so sensitive. You kind of did. I'm saying, well, I'm saying, let me re-clarify then. Okay, is and I've said it on Twitter. NCAA, your decision is outdated. You used to suspend quarterbacks for crab legs and sneakers and shit like that. And now a kid can go down, get a brand new truck or Corvette from a dealership and drive away, and it'd be given to him, and you're gonna penalize some foreign kid who's trying to train to come to the United States. They realize their mistake. They paid the money back and you give him a 50 game suspension. Are you trying to make a statement? That's ridiculous. It's yeah, that's ridiculous. And the whole college basketball world agrees with Florida state and coach ham, including ESPN, Dickie V the whole nine yards. It's ridiculous. What are you trying to do? Yeah. I, I, I said it's great that you bring this up, and I sent something out about this earlier um, in, in regards to. I, I mean, we all know the NCAA is outdated, and it's, it's basically. I don't think it'll be around in five years. It's if been that, gutted. It, it's it's not been gutted. It's just not useful anymore. It, it, it really doesn't represent the players or really institutions. You know, NC, SEC and Big Big Ten can really just create their own organizations and and treat the players better than the NCAA does for the most part. But at, in, in that, it, like you said, the hypocrisy of Texas being able to host Arch Manning yeah. and, and basically spend $250,000. It's ridiculous. Um, on a recruiting visit. <laughs> and, you know, guys at Ohio State getting a million-dollar NIL deal potential. It's like crazy. That. And a guy gets suspended, you know, 25-plus games for airfare. Uh, yeah. So he can train from his home country come to the U S to train, you know, for a couple of months so, and go yeah. back. Like, and they paid it back. Like, it's not like they just, you know, once they found out it was, there's a no evidence that, yeah, there's no evidence they, that anybody tried to hide so anything we're talking about the equipment, or to maybe conceal a thousand dollars versus 
players are getting paid millions of dollars or recruiting visits that cost a quarter of a million dollars. It, it's like the hypocrisy of that and the people making these decisions who can like blatantly say, oh yeah, that's a violation. Like, I just don't know the mindset or ridiculous who, who's ridiculous. making these decisions in the well, PR. Like I would hate to be the PR person who has to deal with this and like manage that age. You know, social well, I, I, I would say this KB. Is, yeah. It, I would it's just, it's, it just makes no sense. I, if this doesn't get overturned, I, I I would be very surprised if this doesn't get overturned because I just what standard this sets is is really I don't think there's any turning back from this. I know there's probably other horrible examples that I can't think of right now of of other stupid ineligibility actions that have been made for other players across other sports. I know there's a couple where there's medical issues and someone had to do something for, I, I, I tried to figure out the example, but I know there's other egregious actions that the NCAA has done similar to this before, but if this doesn't get overturned to a, well, especially a big program like Florida state. Okay. Uh, there's two things. There's two things. One is I have not heard of any indication that there was a conspiracy, a deliberate conspiracy to hide lie you know, cover up anything in the actions that were taken. I haven't seen anything like that. That would change my mind like potentially. thousand dollars. Well, that's what it said. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But it's not a matter of the thousand. It's a matter of he didn't try to lie. He didn't try to conceal it. There was none of that. Those are real mitigating factors. But that wasn't there. The other thing is, as you said, and we don't need to belabor this point, is this. A kid now, at the end of the season – a kid at Florida State could say, you know what? I may not go pro if you guys will give me $100,000 in NIL money, you know, to stay in the program. That's that's where we're at. And they're making a decision like this. It makes no sense. And I don't think there's anything else to say on it, but it makes no sense. And I encourage fans to continue to write to the NCAA and get their attention. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it. That's it. It's, it's total hypocrisy based on everything yeah. you have you see in recruiting yeah. for football, especially, and just how NIL works in general. We're talking about literally airfare expense. It, it's, it's truly it, it, disgusting and hypo, uh, hypocritical. I've got one other thing what that, that I have for tonight. Can you see it? No, the, the paper really doesn't show up well on the, okay. a live feed. Okay. <laughs> why, okay. why don't you get okay. a whiteboard or something? I will. Listen. Please. It's the $500 charity challenge for Tally. Round one, Miami. Round two is Florida. Round one is Miami. You know, and I tweeted this out earlier. I made a challenge preseason. It's on tape. People can go back and look. And I said, I, I challenged Coop and Norvell to a race for $250 for charity in Tallahassee that I could beat them. I'm a 70-year-old yeah. fan, and I could beat them. Alumni and fan. I no ring ring no answer. So I up the bet five hundred dollars. I will write a check for five hundred dollars if Norvell and the Knowles beat Miami and beat Florida. And I ask fans to help uh, trying to give me some consideration of which uh, charities they like. And you'll have okay? hundred dollars for every Ryan Fitzgerald field goal he makes. No, I'm not. Doing I that. Uh, no, that you actually, can do that. You no, can do I that. think you should add that. You can do that. I'm doing five hundred dollars. You I'm have doing five hundred dollars plus every field okay. goal hit. Okay, and if any fan out there wants to match, let us know. Five hundred dollars for a Tallahassee charity that I will pick, that we will pick, KB and I will pick, that we think is worthy. You can send us your suggestions for those charities. I will write the check on the air. All right. Okay. So five hundred. If they win the state championship, they got to win the state championship. They got to beat Miami. They got to beat Florida. And that's my challenge to Coach Norvell and this Seminoles football team. And you know what? If he does that, Coach Norvell should join me in matching that charity gift. All right. Well, there, there's the uh, challenge. Win the state championship, $500 for a local charity, and a big win for recruiting as well. So a lot of a lot of that stake in the next four weeks here. Uh, yeah. So I think that'll do it for tonight. Once again, uh, we predict a win for Florida State. Some people predict a big win, 20-plus points. I predict a closer one, 
But uh, I think we have a pretty good shot on the road. So it's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, it will be. Another prime time, prime time game. Yeah, prime time. ABC. They hate. Uh, they hate mm. our sleep schedules or going out schedules uh, at all. So hopefully you guys are going to enjoy it somewhere out. Be, be sure to join us for our post game live reaction show. Probably mm. get started around 11, 11.30, depending on commercials. They like to pack those in there. So 11, 11.30, we'll get started. We'll go live. The raw, candid reaction. Hopefully it's celebratory. If not... Um, I hope that wear my glasses, my winning glasses. If it's not, there'll be a lot of cursing. So uh, be oh, prepared gosh. for that. So uh, yeah, uh, be sure to look out for that. Click on the notification. If you like this video, please give us a thumbs up. It means a lot. And if you're not already subscribed, yeah, please subscribe. Please. We really appreciate every subscriber. It helps we us love with this comments. algorithm thing, which I don't understand anyways. But yeah. you know, it really does help with the algorithm, whatever the shit that well, is. You know, the We invisible. appreciate the comments and the interaction. So please like and subscribe. Uh, and then look out uh, for uh, yeah for a video on Saturday, a live reaction. Uh, thanks, y'all. KB, for you're going to show up either way, right? Hey, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hypnotic. thanks. But yeah, yeah thanks to Don KB, Riley and everyone. KB uh, didn't show up thing. happy with one of the games we lost. What was it Wake Forest or whatever? Oh my God. I didn't, you know, you were like a mess. Thanks, well, B Riley. If we, if we lose on Saturday, no, God. Be, he'll be I'll, drinking I'll be, heavily. I'll be some other type of mess. So, y'all, enjoy uh, Thursday. Have a yeah. great Friday night. And we hope you guys join us on Saturday. If not, catch the replay. Have a great one, y'all, and take care. Bye bye. Yeah, KB would be Coach Jason Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys.